0: This our show, and we talk about everything, You laugh every time and you we this. talk about everything, <laughs> Royal flex the brain zone, introspective
1: insight, right now.
0: Peace, love, and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: I am King Dev Dope. And this is Shannon Shenanigans. And
0: China's not here. Yeah, I mean, Noel.
1: Noel. Noel. We got a, not here. Got a new name. That's
2: yeah. how we Noel. Here. She switched More. up on Oh, us. Noel. Yeah. She switched yeah.
0: That's how I was here. She had a different
1: name. You, you know how you go from blood to crypt. She switched. <laughs> Pretty much, she switched up. Okay. But
0: she she switched. She play both sides.
1: She play though. both sides.
2: Oh my God! So she wears green. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: not black,
0: not not blue, not red, but she wears green.
2: Yeah,
1: I ain't <laughs> I, ain't I turn three All
0: right, so we got a special guest on the show. Can you introduce yourself,
3: please? Hi, my name is Tanisha Naylor.
0: Yes, Tanisha Naylor, we connected on Instagram, and we are gonna get into it in a second. We also got Mo on the show. Oh yes. yeah, yeah, He's just regular. not a special guest. No, basketball. he's a yeah, regular. This nigga big. I ain't special. I ain't nigga, spe- I ain't
1: special.
0: <laughs> he felt special.
2: <laughs> it's you like every, special. It's like every time I'm on the show, it's in a different location. That's a you fact. Know, we should
1: say we should <laughs> like, say like, you're real you real are real. special, Jim, because you be dropping knowledge. See, that's out what I'm here. talking about. See, shit. see, light skinned <laughs> niggas be coming up with that's that's Shannon. That was a shenan. Promise to God. Promise to God. But I'm proud that we have this special guest on the show No doubt For real, for real She got to drop some knowledge for you young kids Chi-town town -town. -town -town. in the house
0: And you too She got the knowledge for you Bring me in this shit
1: (laughs) She don't want to know what I represent
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes Well she's going to
1: find out on the show On Off Topic on uh i know this is off topic like a <laughs> motherfucker so i ain't gonna expound on it but I was,
0: I was <laughs> all right so before we get into the off topic i'm, yeah. I'm i introduce our guests let's mm-hmm. get into the word of the show the quarter show so the word of the show is articulate uttered clearly in distinct syllables mm. and then the quote of the show is optimism is is the faith that leads to achievement nothing can be done without hope and confidence yeah, you know I had to go deep. You know I go deep every
1: week. Oh bars, you touch my light skin with that one. Nah, that sounded a little pause, pause,
0: pause. Man. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, emotional. all right. So first of all, <laughs> touch my light skin. Touch his light skin. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Um, he I don't really music. have an off topic. We got some new music out. We got Kanye doing what, shoot, Kanye what Kanye do. Kanye does. Yeah. It's and okay. um, Shad okay. Town. Shad Town. Shot Towns in the house. Right, Is she, right oh. oh. she right there seeing I, that dumb. Oh, she right there seeing that dumb
3: shit. Yeah. yeah, what
1: you think about Yay? And and what you think about train tracks? More likely.
3: Okay, somebody. Well, somebody just asked me about this whole Kanye thing, and I don't know what Kanye got going on with Trump. I haven't really been in tune, so y'all can kind of like let me know. I don't know.
2: Mo, you can start. I really don't have really much to say about Kanye. Other <laughs> Man, than look,
1: we he, had the same opinion for Kanye for about three months. Kanye is like losing his
2: mind, yo. We like literally losing. Put his Put
1: out mind. music and shut the fuck up.
2: Yes, that's yes. it.
1: That's it. Good even music. his music. Put out I good about music. About to say, even his music has been. Yeah, because so that
2: me. last album was trash, as far as I was concerned.
1: Promise to God, I'd rather hear London on the track. <laughs> See, right. some nigga like who? Like most niggas go who? Like, nah, I'd rather hear Mustard on track. You heard what he was doing with LMA. Her fine ass. That's what that. And most of all most of all, you'll rather hear a bunch of these new niggas that's doing shit on the track. Right. That's most of these niggas' names now. They just something on the track. Or a little little on the track little little something <laughs> little, little, tra- damage, little, <laughs> little damage <on laughs> little little damage I'm not talking about the rappers I'm talking about the producer's more <laughs> more specifically cuz that's what Kanye do right produce right, right he does you ain't well do he's shit. a rapper too I get I get the concept but that's what you do nigga you're a producer <laughs> right. ain't nobody talking about Kanye cuz his fucking lyrics well not anymore to not answer, anymore to not answer anymore. the question or to kind of
3: give you really, background yeah, I'm sorry. Kanye
1: could. just keep
0: on talking about Trump and he just uh, no, um, supporting the
1: hap Supporting the hat. He's not really talking about Trump.
0: Okay, he's supporting the hat. There's a difference. And he's defending why he supports the hat. Exactly, which um, means he's supporting Trump. Which uh, he but doesn't really. He didn't say that. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but yeah. basically, he he uh, met with TMZ and well, the own director Harvey Levin. Har- Levin? Harvey, the white guy in TMZ, and with, that's always wearing the jeans and the collared shirt. And the one uh, from People's Court. Yeah. 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 Oh. I ain't even okay, but huh. he he's talking to him and he was questioning the hat and then basically in that clip he was talking about how he don't like getting bullied or he wear the hat because he's not gonna get bullied and things of that nature. And then bullied like, anymore. Bullied like anymore. As if
2: he was bullied as a child because he was a prodigy as a child. He doesn't want to be bullied anymore.
0: Um and then on top of that, she uh he is he met with Trump this week. The day after. The, and, uh, the you know, the press was on there. He's oh, in the over office. Trump sitting in the seat, you know. As uh-huh. as it, the uh-huh. king he is. Yeah, you know, just basically uh agreeing with uh Kanye. I would say he really was. I mean, the
2: whole situation was real menstrual. I mean. Know, like, like where it's like the, 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 the black guy kind of dancing around and everybody well, was like throwing them change. I wouldn't say that. That's they need the white black
1: per the white, the right black person oh, to I, go up there. I didn't know where you was going. I know, about. I didn't yeah. know either. I'll <laughs> I <confuse> know. myself. <laughs> I ain't know, what the fuck. But they need the right black person. Stop and, smoking in the before nick- the show. Sh- don't say, that. Don't, the say show. that, don't say that. Don't say Smoking <laughs> is enhancing me like <laughs> I love me right now, baby, I felt fresh. Go ahead, man. <laughs> The dirt off my shoulders, that's what I'm saying out here. But anyways, uh, he needs the right black person to go up there. If you got an ignorant nigga, nick- like imagine a monkey supporting you. You're going to have him sitting right there looking like the monkey he is. Try West don't know none of his policies. He can't talk to him about nothing other than I support your hat because of what you stand for, which is embracing yourself. <laughs> of course people don't like you, but you embrace yourself. Of course people want you to take off the hat, but you embrace yourself, and I embrace that, Donald and Trump. And you don't
2: know what the hell that means to me. You don't know what <laughs> you the know hell what
3: that <laughs> means to
0: me. You <laughs> don't know what that means to me. So with all that being said, yeah, there's a lot more that can be
1: said. Yeah, it's a lot you gotta
0: more. Gotta go back to that. But Yo, that's that's for, real. for another day.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah. He moving. I really just don't rock with Kanye period like that no more either. So oh,
0: damn, he lost one. Oh, okay, he lost one. Yeah, um, he lost one. Yeah, Mo just yeah. said, "Goddess or plug."
1: Goddess. Is-
3: Mo, Mo just, and oh Mo but just you fuck it. with
1: these trap niggas Let Future come out and say some shit huh Come baby That's your nigga Let, let Chief Keef come out with some bullshit You huh?
3: funny listen, <laughs> I don't even listen to Chief Keef and all that either oh, But okay, okay. I, I don't know I just really don't like Kanye And um After his first album Maybe even the second one A little bit of the second one I ain't really rock with him like
1: that Oh you going back at back oh, in the
0: day she went to second album yeah that's, that's what is that that's graduation yeah, Drop yeah. Out? yeah i think that was about the
3: yeah i think that was about the last album i really listened he got to four good albums was I it because of
0: jesus
1: walks oh my goodness. <laughs> that's i'm
3: just funny. asking i got jokes today no 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 i'm just seriously i'm just asking like no it wasn't it was just like that was when i feel like he had some he that was when he was, like, a real person. Like, Kanye went crazy and started just getting really weird afterwards. So I really just ain't been in tune with him.
1: I feel you. Oh. I was, well, he, he did. And, he did. and, and, and against Jesus with all the sex talk comeback. I can't even hear you. <laughs> you can't hear? Oh, my goodness. Don't, don't you got to speak up. Don't say it again. Don't, yeah, don't, don't say yeah, it. Yeah,
0: again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So um, <laughs> we're going to get right into it. Who is Tanisha Naylor? Give us some background story, your superhero story. How did you get to where you are now?
3: Okay, so I'll kind of share with you who I am and how I got there. So I am, I brand myself as the woman behind the books and I'm a writing coach. So I have a program in which I teach entrepreneurs, influencers, and speakers how to write their first book in 10 weeks to help them grow their business. Um, and I'm a speaker and I am also an author of Now for Books. Um, I've written four books in the last two years and how I kind of ended up there a sad story I lost my daughter I was pregnant I gave birth to a baby um, and two hours later she passed away and so after she passed away it kind of put me in a position where I really just decided to turn my pain into purpose instead of you know becoming depressed or you know just giving up on life I ended up finding my purpose throughout the situation and tried to see how could I help somebody um, while trying to overcome the situation. So it turned into my first book and then it turned into a couple of different businesses. And then I quit my job 11 months after I wrote my first book and kind of put me in a position that I'm in today. So that's like the short story of it. That's
2: the short story.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean so many details and so much behind that, but that's kinda (laughs) the short story, yeah. Okay.
0: Um shoot, that's a lot. That's a lot and a little bit. (laughs) Right. 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 That's a lot. Okay. Um
2: Well, we're sorry to hear about your loss.
0: Yeah, yeah, let's let's start there. That
1: shit fucked me up. Thank you.
2: Yeah, he got he got you know, typically Shannon is, you know, on the faded lane and then he he really sobered sobered up.
1: He got to oh, like oh, I a lost baby. I, I gotta mean, be serious now. I lose kids every day, <laughs> yeah. but shit. Wait, not like damn. <laughs> to <make> a <laughs> oh, Seriously, I got, you to I, I can not
3: see your, your face kind of turn like oh. This ain't my leg. This ain't
1: my. Lane. I don't know what
2: to say. I
0: don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what,
2: what to say.
1: say. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> What else? <laughs> Yo, you can't fuck with that topic. Yeah, bro. yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Shannon uh, uh so to take back himself on, away serious. from the
1: situation. You yeah. said, yeah. what? It's serious. Uh, nah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> can't joke on it. I got to check out. Yeah, I got to check, yeah, check out. Yeah, this ain't my 420. Yeah. Shit, I'm sorry. That's all I could say.
0: Oh. Is, oh, thank you. Okay, so let's talk where you are now because you said this is, you quit your job. Now, was that like a leap of faith? In a sense, like I'm going to quit and whatever happens, happens.
3: It definitely was, but not so much of what happens, happens because I had a plan and I was already running my business at that point for a little less than a year. And it was probably about like 11 months or so. And it was like I felt like God put me in a position and uh, really just pushed me to kind of leave my job. And at the time, like my background is in mental health counseling. So I was a counselor and I loved my job. I loved everything that I was doing. I was a coordinator. I was building programs, uh, working for all these different um, companies. And pretty much, I just saw that it really was kind of like that moment of like the light bulb went off and I was looking at my salary and I was looking at how much I was paying my own self hourly in my own company. And I was paying myself more money, but I was working way harder in my nine to five and I would come home and be so fatigued that I wanted to quit my entrepreneurship, like my own business. And I'm like, well, I can't quit this because I want this to take me somewhere else. I don't want to work for somebody else for the rest of my life. And so in that moment, it was kind of like, okay, I have what it takes to put myself in a position where I can replace my income and build more streams of income if I just put all of everything that I have into just my own company. So within that, like light bulb went off, and within probably about a week of me just going back and forth for myself, I emailed my boss and I told her like my last day would be November first. So actually on November first this year is going to, in a couple weeks, it's gonna be the full year of me being um a full-time entrepreneur.
0: Oh. Clap it up. That's what's up. I like that yeah, one. That's
2: what's
3: up? Yep. So how hard was the I ain't got no man, I ain't got no sugar daddy, you know, I ain't out here stripping. I ain't out here doing none of that.
1: But and- but don't be bashing you those go. women that do it. Come <laughs> on. <How laughs> They're doing their thing. Shit, I need. I know I need a sugar daughter. I need a sugar daughter. You see how he just like he, he got <laughs> the <laughs> light oh, yeah, bulb went off. You need a you
3: sugar daughter. I need a sugar daughter. Then you're gonna go to jail if
1: you get you a sugar Nin- daughter. 19 or better. 19 or better. she my sugar mm-hmm.
0: daughter.
3: Uh,
1: I, uh, I, I need one of those Kylie Jenner's. Ooh. Sugar daughter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I saw
1: that is. I saw that <laughs> is. But no, I really have a question. I, I really ooh, have a question. Okay. So was sure. the transition easier or hard from leaving full-time work juxtaposed to working and keeping your uh business afloat?
3: The transition was definitely hard because like when I did it I had like okay it was faith and I'm like oh I'm going to do this God got me and it was but it was different when I was there full-time by myself because being an entrepreneur period is money isn't always consistent and so I had to find a um what is going to help me get consistent money? How can I make this sustainable? Because I have a, a set of clients that I deal with and my business isn't like all year round. I'm working with you. It's it's a set amount of weeks that we work together. And so I'm like, well, how can I consistently keep this um, clientele coming in? And so it was hard because mentally I had to get my mind in order like, And just everything, I had to stop being lazy. I had to break out of that waking up kind of when I wanted to phase because I worked for myself. And just, it was a lot of transitioning. So I'm not going to be the one to tell you like, oh yeah, it it was a breeze because it wasn't. And when I first started my company, I was a life coach and I was also a writing coach. So I had those two streams of income and then I was a speaker and I had that. And then I had my first book. And at the point when I left my job, I had already wrote my second book as well. So I had four streams of income. But within probably about a month, I stopped life coaching. And I didn't know I was gonna do that prior to me leaving my job. So I was really dependent on that income that I had coming in. And I, I transitioned, but when I made that transition, it got to a point where I found out what my value was and I like up my prices and i changed the clientele that i um work with and then so i started to charge clients more and i could just focus on this main thing and it really just took me to the next level
0: that's hard for people to do though like change your clientele charge more change your clientele and end up targeting somebody completely different that's hard when it comes to building your business being an entrepreneur
1: right but ain't it sexy when you get it like to say I, I up my prices, motherfucker. Don't ask me nothing below that.
3: Why you ask me? Ask. She oh, did right. I can barely hear you. But what you, you say? Gotta,
1: you
0: got to speak up. I.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's better.
1: Maybe it's this
3: shit. Where my mic? At? Yeah, where <laughs> <laughs> my mic
1: at? Um, how was that feeling? Up and up your prices. That's so sexy for me to say. Look at you, girl, smiling, teeth to teeth. Oh girl. my god, you,
3: you ain't you had say, no How did it feel? Yeah.
1: You're gonna squint my veneer. So it
3: veneer took question? a it took a lot in me because I knew that, you know, it was gonna have to happen in my business. But um it took a lot in me. Like he said, it wasn't hard transitioning from the like the clientele that I was servicing. I had to tell my clients I wasn't gonna work with them anymore. And then I started had to change my language as far as marketing. Um, to attract the clients that I wanted to attract. And um, so that was really hard. And to go from like, I was charging bottom of the barrel. Like I was charging a couple hundred dollars. But now I'm in the thousands of dollars, you know what I'm saying, type mm. of range. So I really didn't know if it would work or not. But again, when my first client I got on the phone with and I'm telling them, and it was a complete stranger, what my services was, what I had to offer. And it was just like, okay, well, how do I sign up? Like, I'm like, okay, like they gave me the motivation to keep going
1: to do what I was doing. Damn, girl, you went from parmesan bottles to Henny in a year, girl. (laughs) Do you, baby? (laughs) Do you? (laughs) Shit, you popping now. Bitch, I ask you a question. What you doing Saturday working, bitch? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like yeah, she went from <laughs> weed
2: to cocaine. Cocaine in a year,
1: bitch. Come over. <laughs> but you better have a ride home. I ain't, I ain't, up, I ain't up there yet. Yeah. Shit, I, Uber ain't just sitting outside, motherfucker. Shit, but yeah, I like so that I though. Mean, I appreciate that's, that. Yeah, that's... That hustle is So, great. what
2: made you, um, I mean, you, you kind of describe your reasoning for needing to make that change but can you give an example of kind of like what were your like what were the clientele that you were actually trying to target in the beginning and then what what was the shift i know that obviously there was a shift in price like how much you were offering as far as the service but like the actual like how did you engage the second client you know that new clientele you know how 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 did you determine what you were going to be looking at as far as marketing yourself and and you know do you kind of get my question
3: yeah, you asked a couple of them, so I answer. I'll try to answer all of them. So, as far as the shift that came, um, I realized that I wanted to be able to be in a position where I've always desired to be an entrepreneur, but have time freedom and money freedom. So I'm like, how can I be in China today, but I can still run my business and I can still service my clients if I need to, and how can I, if I decide to have um a family you know sometime soon or whatever the case may be be able to service my kids give my all to my family my husband whatever but still have a business that I can run and not spend too much time doing it so it came with like me trying to pick my brain about that and I came across a business coach that um really just told me like what I had was worth so much more than what I was already charging. And then she gave me the blueprint on how to kind of build the structure, the business model that I wanted to build. And so it was like really just breaking off the limitations of my mind of telling me that, um, I couldn't charge more because the people around me didn't have that much money. I was trying to benefit so many people. And I didn't really see the value in what I was putting out. And so like really learning that and, um, when I changed the demographic of the clientele that I was marketing to, it came from me just being, oh, I wanna help everybody and anybody that just wanna write a book to. People that I know can benefit from myself, but they had the extra income. So if you're an entrepreneur, then you probably, some some work nine to five. So they have an extra income coming in. If you're a speaker, you're doing that probably on the side as well, or you're making good money doing all of those things. If you're an influencer, a YouTuber, or, you know, on Instagram or whatever the case may be, you're doing affiliate marketing. You have this extra income so you understand the value of money. You understand the value of investing. So you understand if I invest this money into this book, it's going to gain me this much of a profit. Um, so it makes sense to you. It's like you know, one plus one is two. You're you're more willing to invest than somebody else who doesn't see the value, or in their they mind, they don't know if they have it in them to really be able to make this that stream of income and all of those type of things. So just just learning really what type of person I wanted to work with and deal with um, is like kind of what helped shift that. And then marketing, just learning a lot of different marketing strategies along the way has helped me. One thing that I've learned is uh, when it comes to marketing, one, a person doesn't buy your product, they buy into you. So if people like you and they love you, like they'll Purchase anything you have, they'll show up at any event you do, you know, all those type of things. It's not all the time about the ne- the product necessarily. And so one thing I've learned is, is I'm a lovable person. I'm a likable person. I'm just myself. And people love Tanisha. Um, and then two, when you're marketing, your language matters. So when you're, whatever it is that you're putting out, people are going to look at it, read into it. And then want to have conversations with you based on that. So if you look at my bio on Instagram, it tells you who I am. So if you come to my page and you're not an entrepreneur, speaker or influencer, yeah, I'm a writing coach, but I'm not going to work with you. Or you're going to look like, oh, she don't work with these type of people. So you're not going to off bat try to ask me for my services or sign up for my services.
0: I got you. I got That's you. a gem right there. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, that was a gem. I like that. That was a good. Well thought out answer. Yeah. yeah, you
1: just switched my whole plan on my marketing scheme. You got to speak up. I said, you just switched my whole plan on my marketing scheme. Well, that's good. I hope I helped you. <laughs> that wasn't true. That was God. <laughs> huh? I said, that wasn't true. That was God.
3: Oh, yeah. You're right. That was God.
1: <laughs> See? See? Right. There you go. Right, God, um, the plug, <laughs> the God God plug right? The plug. Plug. She, he the
0: plug. Right. He the plug. <laughs> so let's talk your books. Born with the purpose, pregnant with the purpose, scars Christ allowed to rescue someone, and then faith stretched without limits, and then you said you have a fourth one coming.
3: Yeah, so I just uh, finished. It's like a it's a workbook, so it's a book slash workbook. It is for um, people who desire to write a book but they don't know where to start. Um, or are they just overthinking and they're just having a hard time getting started. So, I have a workbook that gives you the five secrets to help you start writing the book.
2: Yeah, I need that book. I need that book right now. It's uh,
3: going to be free, it'll be coming stuff? out dropping next week, Wednesday. So, if you go to my yeah. page on Instagram, um, you'll be able to click the link and then it'll be you can download the PDF right away. Oh, no doubt.
1: that sounds like an anxiety-based book. That's happening.
3: You said
1: it sounds like what? An anxiety-based book. No,
3: it, it's good. Well, it's gonna. I get help relieve you from any anxiety maybe you have. Oh,
1: oh, it sounds like people just need to get over that. That's my problem when it comes down to getting on stage. I have too much anxiety. Like my shits, and I forget my jokes as soon as I hit stage. I forget everything. That's why I gotta be one of those comedians that only that re- regurgitates the memorized. Information in their head like I can't write it down. I can't memorize it. I just got to regurgitate the jokes that I thought
3: Well, it's good when you could be natural So one thing Not I tell people right. when you speak in or you getting in front of those type of crowds to be yourself like when you're yourself then you don't have to now I don't even like write my uh, speeches before I go up because like it's no point like you just said it's in you though so like the jokes is in you yeah it's gonna naturally come out but you have to look at the people in the audience like are your friends and family and just like you on this show right now like that you're naturally doing it and when you look at it like that you'll become more comfortable and the anxiety will go away you see i
1: I used to just picture like all the women all just offered me head right there on stage like just they just all offered me like Hi, right, baby. I'ma tell you, no, you know, you know, you hey, yes, yes. I'm thinking the same thing, Nessie. I think
0: it's time what? for him to go. Oh, no, 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 <laughs> Oh,
2: Shannon. I don't even know how to like, like what, transition from that. that. Right, right. No, how no, do you follow easy. that? easy.
1: You tell your your, right. your anxiety stories. That's all. that It's just a story of my anxiety. <laughs> That's it. You tell your. You tell your shit. She did her. She, you t- you telling me she wasn't anxious quitting her job? Like shit. This is it
2: but i don't think that she handled it nah, know, nah, quite, nah, quite nah, the nah, way you nah,
1: nah, nah. she probably never thought i'm a fuck my, myself <laughs> she her own boss she her own, she writes shit by herself
0: um okay so let's go into um long term goals short long term goals and the, you good short and long term goals when it when it pertains to like your outlook moving forward as an entrepreneur you want like a a space to where you can bring in like i don't know i don't even know how to how do you want to magnify what you're doing now
3: so what i want to do is i want to um do a few things so one of the things i want to do is become like one of the top sought out speakers in the world new york times best-selling author i'll probably write and publish like over 50 books one day and um i want to also create programs and bring them into school systems to help people like children to write books so I think that like we don't understand and we don't see that like children have the ability to be entrepreneurs as well as they have wisdom at a young age and they can help people, you know, their friends and whatever type of way. And so I want to be able to bring that program into like schools and I want to have an app also um, for like learning and literacy for children and stuff like that. Um, I guess you can say those are like my main like long term goals, and to really get to a point where I'm not even working for myself, but I just work for fun, just because.
0: Just because I like that.
2: Yeah. Can Can you give me a like a brief description as to your process of writing a book? Like knowing, like obviously the topic that you really want to engage, and like what is the process that you kind of go through? I know you you could have it. You probably have that kind of in your workbook, but for the audience, like what you know, kind of what your process is.
3: So, one is um, knowing exactly, like you said, what you want to write about. So, a lot of times people have so many things they want to write about, but you have to narrow down what you want to write about. And a few ways on how you can do that is A, like what is prevalent right now? Like what's going on? What's being talked about? Where do people need the most help? Like, where is the information? Where is there a lack of information? Um, that you have some level of like expert information and and being an expert at something is not saying that you know every single thing. And I think that's the problem with people nowadays. They feel like they can't give any encouragement or information because they're like, well, I haven't been doing this for years or 20, 30, 40 years, but you have acquired enough information that you can still help somebody. Um, So breaking off like old mindsets and limitations to think like, Your book won't sell and nobody wants to listen to it. Nobody wants to read it. Um, Breaking off of those things, I really just increasing your faith in the process. And then um, your why is a really big thing. So why do you want to write this book? Everybody's why is different. So maybe yours is to help grow your business, to help grow your visibility. You want more people to know who you are, what your business is, what your brand is. So this book is connected to that, And uh, potentially is going to help grow that Um, maybe you want to start speaking and this book is going to help with speaking engagements. Or maybe you are a speaker and you want to you want to bring in extra income after you get done speaking at events. And so really knowing your why. Maybe you just want to empower people, change people's lives. Whatever your why is, that's like one of the most important things outside of knowing what you're going to write about, because Going to help you stay consistent in the process and stay dedicated to you know the process of writing your
0: book when it comes down to it because, um, your why so, like, going back to uh the long term goal when it comes to the youth and empower them to you know read, write, and things of that nature, uh, you have to have a why in order to do that or to work with youth in general. We work with kids, youth, you've been working with youth for years, I won't say how many, but yeah, years, many. um, and it. They test you, <laughs> and we've had conversations about reading amongst our youth in which they don't want to read, but it's something that we've fought for over generations, right. and we've died mm-hmm. for for generations, and it's something that's fundamental to our writing. So if you can't write, that shows you how much you read, so to speak, because you learn a lot of techniques and different um just different writing techniques through you reading different, you know, whether it's literature or poetry or whatever the case may be. So um, that's huge because once you start with the youth, they will know how to write a book or they will want to read more just because it's something that is introduced to them at an early age when they're sponges. Right. When you If you tell somebody to read and they feel like they grown, they ain't going to want to read. And that's what mm-hmm. we typically deal with within our you know our schools, our school systems, especially within the inner cities, because reading isn't important. That's for smart people. I'm going to go over here and play the video game. You know what I'm saying? So that's um profound. I love it, and that's something that I'm actually I mean we work on that every yeah. day, yeah, especially with the brand. Uh, that's something that I actually want to do. I want to teach uh youth how to be entrepreneurs. Through their creative processes, and actually, Mo, Mo actually went into becoming an author. That phase of the show by action the steps um, one has to take in order to prepare to write a book, and he didn't even see the outline, which is crazy. So, um, <laughs> what does it take to become a successful author? Because we can anybody can write a book, right. but that doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to be successful. So, what does it take? I know a lot. You already kind of touched on it with your why, but kind of dig a little bit deeper into what does it take to actually become somebody successful when it comes to writing a book.
3: So like your marketing is a big thing. And I know we talked about marketing already, but you have to um like learn that gift and learn that skill, shall I say? And you have to have like you have to always try to sharpen yourself. So one thing I tell people all the time is Don't be afraid to invest into you. I learned years ago, um, I heard, I think it was CD Jakes or somebody successful said, um, if money is always an issue, when you're trying to make money, you'll never make money. And so you have to be willing to invest into your product. Um, So rather that be marketing or coaching or whatever it may be to help your website or, you know, uh, business cards or going to different events, conferences really expanding yourself, paying for a table at a vending event um, so that your name can be out there so people can buy your product and stuff like that. You have to be willing to make those huge risks. Like for me, no doesn't mean anything to me. Like no just means not right now or the next person to open the door, maybe this isn't the right person. So I, do, I don't let no discourage me. So like I walked into um, bookstores and I've asked them to put my book on, books on their shelves. You know, and I've gotten contracts like that through um, book companies and stuff like that. So it's like being creative, finding ways that you can be creative, and your marketing, and just say anything. Period. When I'm having a conversation with somebody, we're always you're always talking to people, and people always ask, like, "Well, what do you do?" You can find a way to sell without directly selling. You know what I'm saying? People are when they hear I'm an author. They're like, oh, really? Where can I get your books? I got them right here in my purse. Hold on. Like, I'm I'm on point. I'm not gonna be like, oh, go to my website or go to Amazon. Like, let me pull them out real quick. Catch them in the I have I only got a credit card. I got my swiper here. You know what I'm saying? I accept credit, I accept debit. Like you have to always be on point if you want to be successful, if you want to take yourself to the next level. And then finding ways to collaborate with people and creating like events and stuff like that. Um, finding doing interviews, things like this, you know. So when you approach me about it, I'm like, yeah, sure, because you always want to find a way that you can build your visibility. You want to get in front of different people um, that you wouldn't necessarily get in front of on a you know day to day basis. So finding those different type of things, but not really, not really being afraid to really promote who you are. Um, when you look at marketing, do you see Walmart being scared to talk about? their products or their services you will get a commercial every hour on the hour every 15 minutes about them So not being afraid to put your stuff out there
0: okay so in other terms you gotta know you gotta want to invest in yourself consistently and not run into yep. something that say oh well that take ten dollars for me to get this promotion and ran, run for two days or for two hours so i can't do that type thing you gotta be a, basically you gotta have um the want to succeed at your disposal like you have to continue to just push yourself even if it's five dollars every check while you're on payroll just so you can get everything your visibility and everything up
3: Mm -hmm. yeah when i was at my job i was taking money that i would usually probably put in my savings and stuff like that or just spend to kind of hang out i was taking all that money and i was investing in this in my business so really just becoming disciplined and like really serious about what it is that you have because if you want to be successful you're going to be successful so if you put that in your mind like i want to be successful i want to be a successful author then that is what's going to show up in your life but you just got to put the work in
0: that's a fact what is which book that you've written so far is your favorite and why
3: I would probably say my children's book because I never saw myself um, becoming an author of a children's book, let alone any book, but um, a children's book and like the illustrations in it is just, it brings the book to life and just even seeing children's lives being changed from that book and hearing their testimonies or how, you know, they really enjoy it. I think that's been the one overall that has been like um, really like mind blowing for me. And I really top seller as well. And I just really, I don't know. I like everything about it.
0: You like them kids. That's what you like.
3: <laughs> that too. Kids yeah. do have my heart. So,
0: so, um, you said you want to write 50 books at least, right?
3: Probably. Probably about yeah. Yeah.
0: now will they stay in the same like genres or will they kind of exp- explore outside of the genres that you've written in so far? because it seems you seem to have the same kind of right within the same um genres so far
3: it'll definitely go outside of the genres that i'm in i believe it or not i'll definitely write an urban fiction novel um (laughs) one day soon and i'll have different you know um books that come out with that and then i'll um also, write books on like entrepreneurship and things of that nature. I know he got something to say. Go ahead and say it. What you got
2: to say? <laughs> All I was gonna say was Zane. <laughs> huh?
3: <laughs> Zane. See, I loved Zane when I was growing up. But um, you ever you ever read the coldest winter ever?
2: Yeah, sister told you.
3: Yeah, so I loved her uh, books as well. And so, like along those lines, like, um, but it's gonna kind of be a book about. My life to a degree, um, and some other things, you know. So, yeah. And then entrepreneurship. I really like love entrepreneurship, and I've learned so much, and I want to be able to give that information to people.
2: What is the process um, for publishing your books?
3: Okay, so I do have a publishing company as well. I forgot to mention that. Oh. But. (laughs) Okay. So I have a publishing company, Lifted Publishing, and that kind of started, that started last year before I quit my job. And um, the way it started was me just publishing, I guess my first two books, walking through the steps with the publisher. But if I mean, that is a very long answer that I can give, but um, <laughs> how can I answer it? Very short? Uh The process of publishing. I guess the... You have to get a book cover done. You have to get your ISBN. You got to get your book, your manuscript edited, the book formatted. You have to know like the size that you want the book and um, like the layout, the interior design, like how do you want it? You know, the font, the everything like that. And then you also have to get that copy written so nobody can steal your words. And if they do want to use your words, they have to quote you. You know, and show respect to you as the person who owns this word, the um, actual word. So I think that's like the basic part. And then you can get it turned into ebook, print ready version, distributed to Amazon, Barnes and Nobles and different bookstores and stuff like
0: that. That sounds like a lot. You You said that in a little bit. It's like, yeah, it's more technical than that. It's like all of the answers. <laughs> yeah, all of the answers, right?
2: <laughs> like multi-layers to the to the to the question.
0: Well, I guess that's book that's I guess that's book writing. Like it seems like the creative process doesn't it doesn't start. Stop. Like it starts with the pen, but it doesn't stop because then you have to design your book. You have to know your fonts. We was talking about fonts when we was going back and forth with the um the yeah. ad. Like, you know, know your fonts. You gotta know exactly how you want it to look, how you want to flow how Many pages, you know, things of that nature. So, the creative process does not even stop until it's on the shelf, right. yeah. And that's pretty much publishing for the most part. Mm-hmm. That's crazy, that's a lot. Because I want to write a book at some point, and probably some a few books because I got a lot to say. That's why I'm you know, I got the show and everything. Shannon might write a book or two. Uh, Mo, I know he's gonna write I a book, see, I like, I want Shannon to write a
1: book. I will write a book, and it's going to be the greatest book you ever heard, and I, and it's going to be the book that you swear that you introduced to the public because you had the great idea. But no, that will not be the case. It's been brewing, 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 brewing me for about 24 years now. And on my 25th birthday, I might start it. And since you got a publishing company, I might as well go with you. Are you willing to publish the shenanigans, the book of shenanigans, the official book of shenanigans? It's gonna have. Ho- I would
3: have to read it first.
1: Nah, 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 nah. You don't wanna read it. <laughs> I wouldn't read it. I read it. Just publish it as soon as you get it. Just publish it, because it's gonna be a picture of me with my six pack glowing, like looking fresh as can be, glistening, glistening with Tim's on.
3: <laughs> oh lord.
1: So please, please, just be looking know out what for. I do will be
3: able to do with that. Uh,
1: uh, now, dang. No. who who is your who who is your main marketers? I mean, uh, who is your, your, your target? Target, target marketing. I forgot. I fucking As Target, target as
3: Publishing goals. Um, so for the most part, like African-Americans, um, but I'm not limited to African-Americans, but entrepreneurs, speakers, like most people that I work with. So I really market to the clients that I work with in my writing program, but then I also do by referral basis. So if somebody sends somebody to me, um, that's kind of where I've been at now because I didn't want my publishing company to just take off. I, I ain't trying to get it large right now. So like that, I haven't done a lot of like mainstream marketing or anything like that, but I have gotten a lot of clientele based on people just knowing what I do or being a part of my program. And then I publish a book for them. Well,
1: it's good. it'll be better if you diversify your shenanigans.
3: Now you're right. I do need to. I have my website and everything done. I just haven't released it yet because I have to just make sure that when that stuff starts to come in that I can handle all of that. Handle
0: it. Right. Oh, okay. So, yeah. in the process of publishing, does publishing companies because I, I kind of noticed it when you you and Shannon was going back and forth. Does publishing companies deny you based off of what they want to represent? Like If they publish you And they say, well, we don't support what you're writing in this book and we don't want to be connected to it. Is that the kind of message that they send?
3: Yeah, but they won't necessarily say we don't support it. They'll give you some professional like lingo, you know, language and pretty much just tell you that they can't do it. You know, um, is most companies won't do it because everybody is about money, about the dollar. So they'll just publish anybody's book. But one thing about me, I don't move with the dollar. I did at one point. I ain't going to lie. Like, I like, any money came, I'll work with anybody, but all money ain't good money. And I learned that along the way. But yeah, so you have a manuscript review portion where they will send it over to their editors and they'll have them read it to see if it's something that they even want to work with. Um, I am probably one of those publishers that would try to, try to work with anybody to a degree, But if you just have like trash content or if it's something that I don't represent as a brand in general. um, So if you're probably talking about beating women or, you know, stuff like that, like I'm not going to publish your book because that doesn't represent my brand or anything about me, period. So, um, yeah, with discretion, I'll just, you know, send over a nice email and say, hey, we can't work with you.
0: That's boss. I'm just saying that's boss. Let's go back to the publishing company thing with your question. She was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot to mention that I got a publishing company too." <laughs> like, oh yeah, oh yeah. By the way, by the way, yeah, yeah, yeah. I handle like I write I books that. and I publish my yeah. own books, so I don't gotta even get that email no more. <laughs> like, yeah. That's crazy, and it just it was like a bomb drop. Like, drop the bomb. Um. Yeah, so that's so. Can we talk about the uh, la, la, la la la? Let's talk about visibility. So, like influencers, um, how do you kind of manage what you your intake and outtake and like just bringing in your money? So, like, how do you kind of manage yourself because you are your own brand and you help speakers, influencers, do you help with vis- visibility and and creating opportunities. Um, through writing and everything like that so how do you kind of manage all that and know like who to bring in or do you reach out to help people like what exactly is your focus
3: so um i'm giving y'all a million dollar um info so i hope y'all taking notes but um <laughs> so with that uh as far as managing my publishing company so i have a team that i work with where I have a team of graphic designers, illustrators, editors, proofreaders. Like, I don't do any of that work by myself. The manuscript review, I've even gotten to the point where I'm not even reviewing the manuscript, maybe the first page or two, but I don't really do too much of that uh, work hands on. I'm just really more so like the manager of the uh, project and everything like that. And um, so I I do a lot of overseeing with that and putting the project together. Um, So that's how I kind of manage that. And I have each one of my companies I have a system set up so as far as like a writing coaching company I use social media as like a large way to market so when I left my job last year I did um no earlier this year I did a what do you call it a webinar called how to fire a boss 11 months after you uh write a book um from using social media alone so like Using social media put me in a position of being able to quit my job. Like if I didn't use social media to market and to advertise, I wouldn't be in a position that I'm in today. So I mainly use that to um, market all of my businesses. But the main one to promote is my writing coaching company, Authorship Made Easy. And so your bio matters, so when people come on your page, and I was just talking to a client about this earlier, when they come on your page, they should automatically see what you do. So when they see what you do and you should always give them a call to action. So the call to action should say, email me if you want to work with me or click this link below or sign up for a free masterclass or whatever it is that you want to offer them. So they they can know how to, uh, you know, get services from you or whatever it is that you want to give them. So on mine, they say I do this. Click my link. And so. I have a lot of posts that I advertise on my page and I'll say, Oh, I'm doing free strategy calls, which is a free consultation. Um, not being afraid to do free you know, consultations as well. Some people are afraid to do those things. So that's one thing that I do a lot of. And when I do uh, free consultations, it usually turns into money, not all of them, but it usually will turn into a paid client. Mm-hmm. And so if I do 10 free consultations and one of them turns into a paid client, like that's really good though. You know what I'm saying? For me at the end of the day, because it's a couple thousand dollars, you know, I only spent thirty minutes on the phone with these people. So um being able to leverage your time though as well and trying to figure out well, what's important? What do I do now? How do I do this? So um I have systems set up where I, sometimes I have people that'll send out emails for me. Um now I have a lot of things that's like automated. So I have like automated. Uh, text message and email reminders for like clients and appointments and stuff like that I started to do like group coaching I used to only do one-on-one coaching group coaching kind of helped me handle more clients at one time versus I got 10 clients on my load and I got 10 different sessions if I compromise five of them in one group and then five of them in another group I can do those two groups on two different days and I have more time So just kind of figuring out like what works for you, I think has been able to like help me manage it. And then having a coach, like I always invest into a coach, like if I pay one coach for something, it's different coaches for different things. But I have one coach right now, actually two, but one, she like helps me with everything. So if I'm like stressed out or I need help with, how do I do this? And how do I do that? I can call her or book a, you know, a call with her to or email her to figure out how I do this particularly. So not being afraid to invest into that coach.
0: So keeping support around you is huge.
3: Yes, most definitely. Like I have entrepreneur friends where we talk about business and just, we collaborate about different ideas and bounce ideas off of each other. A lot of times and stuff like that. And then creative barter systems. So like I have friends that may be photographers or they may be graphic designers and, I'll set up a referral-based system with them. Like if I send you clients and I get like $10 or something like that or whatever the case may be. Or if I need you to do a photo shoot for me and you need my help as far as like business consultations or something like that. And I'll give you an hour of my service for an hour of your service. So those type of things too that helped you spend less money.
0: That's fire because that's what we used to do back in the day anyway before money became the the main source of trade because that's typically all you do with money you it typically uh, trade services between one another so if I was a ironsmith, that's what it is right Ironsmith? the people that make weapons and stuff yeah, man. and I, you I was a tailor you know you'd be like okay you tailor my my um my sword thingamajiggers the 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 you know them the sleeves whatever <laughs> and I'll make you a a a sword Shannon would have been a I don't know. But
1: how about to say the neighborhood <laughs> drug dealer? Even <living> back then?
0: <laughs> the Joker. That nah, came nah, from nah, them. them them niggas if you didn't make the king laugh, head off, nigga. <laughs> that mean you made him laugh all the time, right? Oh, okay then. <laughs> I'm his you best here. friend. Shit. But no, that's that's typically how we um used to do things anyway. So I think that's actually uh the biggest gem that you've probably dropped the whole show because we tend to if you ain't giving me money, then how can you help me? Like, we can't tend to shut down a lot of, you know, resources, services because people are not giving me money and we don't do anything free, especially within our own community, the black community. We don't do anything for free. If we don't see monetary value coming from it, that I get $10, $20, $25, then we don't, we tend to not do anything altogether. What you got? You Like you, you, it's going.
1: No, I was just thinking I need to smoke.
0: Oh, okay. Um... So let's go, before we kind of wrap, we got about 10, 15 minutes left for the show. Let's talk about reading in the black community in general. So we touched on it yes, I mean yesterday. We touched on it a little bit earlier when it came to, um, you know, our youth not wanting to read. Um, and then reading kind of directly correlates with our youth's writing skills. Um, so let's, just somebody, pick it up and let's talk about that. How do we advocate for reading within the community so it doesn't fall by the wayside?
2: Well, uh, for one, I, I would say that I think that um, being able, recognizing that young people in particular all learn, you know, differently. Uh, you know, I know that, like, from like I'm just thinking about, like, for my son, um, one of the things that's been working better is, like, audio. Like, being able to, you know, hear the words and, and look at the book Um, You know, so he's able to pick up the words just a little It's just a different type of way of engaging um, the process of reading. So I think that a lot of it really is kind of trying to um, see where children are as far as the way in which they learn so that um, learning becomes fun, that process of reading, that process of writing um, Mm -hmm. is not something that is, um, you know, is a task or something that you have to do. But it's something that you actually enjoy, you know, doing. So, like, for example, Shannon likes to smoke. So, like, you know, it's trying to figure out a way to make sure that he gets that as quickly as possible, you know what I mean? So that he will, you know, be able to get the most out of it. So, nigga, read 30 pages. That's it.
1: That's it. Tell me what you read. You, forgot, you
2: remember. Uh, I'm, all right. I, yeah. I took it there. But I'm, I'm serious. All jokes aside. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. serious. In regards to, like, figuring out different styles as to how you go about doing that, Um I think that's a big thing, because I know that like obviously in the past, you know, it's all about keeping kids the same. You know what I mean? It's a you know, the same process, the same curriculum, and you want kids to be the same, but you wanna, you know, harness their individuality. How do you teach children the same, but then you want them to be individuals? That, uh, those two things don't go together, but that's the way we engage the educational process. Mm-hmm. And right. literacy is a major part of that. You can't mm-hmm. do anything if you can't read. You can't do oh, anything if you can't write. You know, what I mean, but not all kids. We recognize that not all kids learn the same way. So I think engaging that is is a big part of.
1: I think it's finding what what the kid likes early. Get them to read stuff that's interesting to them. And if and if I was in Chicago, I'll put a gun in my book. That'll get me interested in you reading that You said if you was in Chicago, you put what? A gun in my book, just in case. <laughs> just in case what? <laughs> you never know what's gonna happen okay. in Chicago. You never know. I'm nervous, but uh, but nah, nah, uh. I would, I would, really, I would really try to get them to see that the, 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 uh, like the people that was before them. So like the kings and queens that was before. You see how they made it? They read books, nigga. Oh, word, daddy. Yes. And then like, like uh, other other black prominent people in America. Right. Like how, you, you could get there. Thurgood Marshall. He read, daddy. Yes. Well, I mean, that's a truthful. one. Come on, now. yeah, that's true. Marshall. Come on, I feel now. You. Johnny yeah, Cochran, man. he got OJ off. No worry about that. But you could get to that level. I can, Daddy. Maybe. You know, you having like a Kanye moment, right? Right. It's like, yeah. it's like it's he's just rambling. Every- yeah. he's just rambling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's saying, but let him talk. <laughs> let him talk. Just let him talk.
3: So, <laughs> I agree a little bit what you're saying. I feel like representation matters. <laughs> right. right? Have so, what I'm so you have to. Um, Black kids like in my children's book, um, I here's a copy of my children's book. Ooh. I put two black people, but two black kids, but they see their face first with mm-hmm. the crown on the head and they understand like This book, they're going to see somebody like them, like my nieces and them, when they look at the book, they're like, oh, she looks like me. And so like when they're able to connect that type of way and they see more of them in books, it makes like our community It makes them more intrigued or more excited to read. Like when I went to the school, I did a literacy campaign. So a part of my literacy campaign was to promote literacy. And identity with my children's book, and I had people donate, and I donated my books back to a Chicago public school, and I went to speak to the kids and all that stuff. And they love to see people like us like come in to talk to them, like, you wrote that book, and then like they see me on the back and they like, This is you, like, oh my god. And they wanted no questions, like they read the book, they was they couldn't wait to finish reading the book before I even got done with our session because they were so excited that they seen them and somebody who looks like them write the book. So I think we need more of us writing these types of books, more of us teaching kids that they can write these type of books, that they can be these young authors and they themselves can go in the books. Like I explained to my niece yesterday night, like this little girl looks like you. Like I made the person and I did I had the illustrator draw my niece. Like I wanted it to look like a black girl with natural hair, curly hair, because I feel like that matters to little kids. So we have to do that type of stuff and find a ways to connect with them. I wouldn't necessarily put a gun in a book, but little things that intrigue kids that they like to see. I have a playground in my book. They like that. Like, oh my God, they're at the park. So finding stuff like that and really just... um, like he said, giving them an encouragement to say, um, to, to kind of push them to want to read.
0: Connecting um, <laughs> the idea that black people can write books. I think that's the disconnect, too, because typically we read books that were authored by white people. And we tend mm-hmm. to get literature that's or, in the curriculum that's written by white people. So we tend to not connect. Um, well, we can write books, too because we're smart enough. Yep. And even going on a deeper level, a lot of our kids don't even think about writing books because they don't even understand that they are smart enough to even start writing a book. At any age, uh, we actually had an honorable mention last last week, uh, Jalen Patman. She's a, a first grader, I think. First grader or mm-hmm. second grader here that, ended, that co-authored a book with her mom based off of... Um, her getting picked on at um, in kindergarten in her kindergarten class because of her skin color and her um, natural hair and everything that you literally just mentioned so again and she's first grade she's already written a book so she's already on that path like now so I'm pretty sure that she's writing she'll be, she will write another book uh, within the next couple years once she you know figures out what's next because uh, she gets a lot of publicity she gets a lot of she'll be able to speak and everything like that. So she will tend to enjoy this a lot more. It's almost like uh, the show. We enjoy this. That's why we come back every week. I enjoy creating content to where we can just discuss real life things and bring it to the forefront and just have a real conversation on the show. So everybody else can learn from it and kind of challenge their own you know, thought processes. I picked Shannon for a reason. Just I, I mean, he's, he with the shenanigans, but I picked him for a reason. And in China, she not here. But I picked her for a reason. Mo's here, I mean, but we, he inspire a lot of the content behind what we generally talk about on the show. So when it comes down to it, you have to be with anything. But I guess we, just, we can stay on books and reading. We have to want to engage in it. Like, I wasn't a reader when I was growing up. Like, I know I'm visual. I'm auditory. So I typically would um, want to listen to a book or watch something, like a movie or something, before I read. But now I'm getting to a point where reading is therapeutic and it's almost, it's a form of meditation. But you got to take yourself to a place where you can sit down with a light, a reading light and just read. But we move so much. Me and Mo were just talking about this like this week. When we move so much, we have to depend on the audio because that's the only type of book that will keep up with our schedule for right now. But again, we have to want to read in order for us to actually read. So, I mean, what we all said pretty much kind of it touched on representation and things of that nature when it comes to our youth. And it's important because, again, going back, reading is fundamental is one of the most fundamental uh, skills that we can have. And it directly affects the way we walk, the way we talk. I I guess not the way we walk, but the way we talk and the way we write. And all those things ultimately dictates how we are labeled within society. Right. Right. We good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, how could people kind of connect with you, find you on social media to get that free 30-minute consultation? Oh, at, I, just, I just follow her. That's what I'm doing right now. I just oh, follow her. See? Through. That's crazy. Like I, I was doing that. Like I was talking. <laughs> that's that's <too> crazy. <laughs> He's that talking too much, fun. so I'm yeah, going to okay. follow her right now. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. How
0: can people follow like, you follow? <laughs> um, to get this thirty free 30-minute 30 consultation and take advantage of that? that those gems that will be dropped in those 30 minutes.
3: So you can follow me on Instagram at Tanisha Naylor, T-A-N-E-I-S-H-A-N-A-Y-L-O-R. That is also my Facebook name. So you can go on there as well. In my um, link tree is a link right underneath um, when you get on my bio on Instagram. And when you click on it, it will say free 30 minute consultation. And that's direct access to my calendar so then you can just automatically like book an appointment with me um, based on my availability. And then um, my books, Tanisha if you want to book me for speaking or anything like that, you can find me through info at Tanisha and email me.
0: Well, you could find Shannon. Well, well, Shannon don't really be on Instagram. I damn sure so don't. <laughs> so don't. Um, But yeah, y'all Let go me check
3: with- Shannon out.
0: Yeah, check Shannon out on um facebook he is shannon shenanigans and that is shannon agains yep
1: shannon again but sure yo, you say it
0: twice yeah say it twice mm-hmm. shannon shannon, Agins.
3: shannon again
0: <laughs> look look she look you up right now oh <laughs> shit no 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 no
1: i was looking at <laughs> oh i got
3: page. nervous Sorry. for a second girl. i don't post that I, I wasn't
1: looking at his page i was looking at Mo's page what did you say is shannon what Sh- it's
3: shannon again so,
1: shannon shannon again
3: yes his do you got an instagram page
1: i do i just don't i i thought the very first post you post was your was your cover photo. That was my ass. <laughs> so nope, that. nope, nope, nope. Yeah, yeah. I learned that. But I got to post some. I might as well post some. Right. Listen, now. Shannon got on live last
0: week and he thought yeah. Yeah. Yo. He, he didn't even know how to work it. You That's know
1: how old folks be looking at their texts, <laughs> taking selfies. <laughs> <laughs> Promise to God, yo. Um,
0: right. Wait,
1: how I do it, Dev?
0: See. Oh wait. What I'm you doing? Gonna, you looking for? Wait, nah.
1: How you? You how about I, to go on live? Wait, no. I don't want no story. Nah. How you, how you post a picture?
0: Oh, hit the plus on the
2: bottom.
1: In, in the meantime, in the meantime, in the meantime I, there is
0: one thing that I did
2: want to uh, speak to is, is a. I mean, I just actually finished reading a book, and um, there was a question that was posed during the book that actually I said led that last me. night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I said that last night, my father. Keep on going, my Keep on going. <laughs> That led
2: to the question was <laughs> who is the Tolstoy to the Zulus? Who is what? Tolstoy. He's the guy that wrote, that wrote War and Peace. I never heard of him. Yeah, right. He's the guy that wrote War and Peace. It's a real thick, thick book. He's known Ooh. as one of the greatest authors of all time. Okay. And the question was, it's one of those books where not everybody, because obviously not many people know us, yeah, make sure. this generation, but mm-hmm. he's known as one of the greatest like European authors of all time, right? Um, Russian author for the most part. And the question was, who was a Tolstoy to the Zulus? Meaning like... The Zulus don't know who Tolstoy is. So who is the Tolstoy of the Zulus? Who is the Zulu black person, South Africa white mm-hmm. people? Y'all get what I'm trying to say? It's, yeah, like Shaka Zulu, Zulu. Yes, yeah, Zulus. Right. Who it's, is yeah. the
1: Tolstoy to the Zulu? So the Tolstoy is the the white people coming to take over.
2: You going in another direction. You going in the Black Panther colonizer. Yeah.
1: We ain't <laughs> there. I'm you ain't on my level. We <laughs> vibrating differently, doggy. I'm I'm I'm
2: primarily <laughs> speaking to kind of what we're talking about now as far as right. representation and the fact that um a lot of times it's kinda of to what you said, this is the reason why I thought about it. It yeah. was it was like a lot of the books that we've read or that we've been exposed to, um, have been of white authors. Like if you if you're if all you read is is the books that school presents to you, if you don't look beyond that, then Tolstoy would be a person that you would potentially end up coming into contact with at some point or somebody that's been influenced by him. Like that's oh. that European that European I got you. I got oh. you. But what I'm saying is but to but to us, we should be our own. Like Tolstoy? like I should yeah. I should say I should be able to say Alex Haley or I should say um, oh, you know, like there are other authors that should mean to me what he means to, to them. them.
1: Oh, I, I see what you're saying.
0: And that was the I guess that's the perfect example because in that in that example you said one author, then you said I don't know. No, because no, I'm
2: just I'm just yeah, right now. But no, <laughs> yeah. but you but you get it though. But I can there's a lot of other authors. there is
1: an author out there like that though. You just don't know him. Right. Matufu Shakur. <laughs>
0: Are you serious right So now? Matufu Shakur is his alter ego. <laughs> he's uh he's, he's my a
1: African alter ego. Alright? You seen Black Panther? One the ones that was doing it? Yeah. <laughs> he was he was a part of that. You probably ain't seen uh, there go. You know. There you go. <laughs> you just ain't <laughs> noticed him. But that's Matufu Shakur. And he's a great <laughs> author. You should look him up. He ain't got no books out right now. He getting them though. I'ma write them for him. He lazy. He out there fighting the real struggle, the revolution. He black he, people united. He he lazy. Mm-hmm. He, <laughs> he, he lazy. ain't black Panther. he's black house, lion. He in the house smoking <laughs> weed. Yeah, right now. He <laughs> a too. too. You know, that's part of the bloodline. <laughs> Yo. <laughs>
2: Yo, you took my serious point and, and <laughs> <laughs> it just left. <laughs> I felt it was too... But seriously yeah, though, yeah. I like what I'm saying is that those authors should be to us yeah highly
1: regarded as shakespeare baby
2: yeah like sister right here you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like she should be regarded the same way that they regard their their major
1: absolutely absolutely and that's well we gotta we gotta we gotta booster up to that level then shit spread the name no that's a fact and our generational kids is gonna be speaking like highly of you know my daddy one day was talking to tanisha (laughs) do you know that and people ain't gonna believe that, nigga. Please, you boost that nigga. You get the look at here, bitch ass nigga. Nigga, search it. it right <laughs> now. <laughs> Prove it, nigga. And by this time, photo Photoshop gonna be at a new millennium, <laughs> a new millennium. nigga. You Photoshop them there sitting there looking cool, nigga. Please, nigga. <laughs> please, but nah, seriously, I, I, the kids that my, I'll probably never mind. We ain't gonna speak on my kids. You don't got no kids. Nah, I ain't got no kids. I don't plan on having. I'm about eighty two the oh, Earth.
0: What happened to repopulating the Earth?
1: Man, I gave up that idea. Child support, nigga. <laughs> repopulating <laughs> the Earth gonna cost, nigga. I ain't realize it.
0: Uh, I told you that already.
1: Repopulate. Repopulate. You ever seen uh uh what's the movie with Will Smith? I Am Legend. I feel like I feel like my kids gonna turn out like them dumb motherfuckers. Oh Lord. <laughs> with that
0: being said. <laughs> <all right. laughs> um tanisha queen we appreciate you for being on the show today yes, for no real. question no question you dropped some some thank you great great gems for mm-hmm. all our listeners as well as your listeners um so now they can go and kind of hear what you can offer at any time yeah the world baby once monday hit yeah when is the book the book is coming on monday the, the book is coming next wednesday on the 17th right
3: so, yeah, the new workbook, it'll be dropping next Wednesday. So, if you follow me, I'm going to be kind of posting some stuff about it here and there to kind of, like, let you know when you can go ahead and go download
0: it. And that will actually be this Wednesday because the people that's listening to it right now, is actually the week of the drop of the book. I'm going to be inboxing her.
3: about right, October book. 17th. Wow. Yeah,
1: no, I mean, I'm going You add add it with the arm emojis.
0: I'm I'm strong arming you because of this
1: book. I don't got it yet. I couldn't download, but it ain't work. Yeah, I'm pressing the button, (laughs) goddammit. You don't know what this means. You don't know what this means (laughs) (laughs) I'm checking all the links. (laughs) You told me... PDF. I, I can't it open it. I looked up.
3: I t- tested it already. However, if you have any issues, let me know. I'll fix
1: it. Hey. I got Adobe One. Like I got <laughs> Adobe. One. I still got an Android. Is this only for iPhones? Is this only for iPhones? Okay. Yo. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Again, thank you, Queen, for being on the show. We for greatly well. appreciate you. We will be talking more. Yeah. Um, we will definitely be collaborating as we move forward. Um. Also, please again give everybody your um, at names, your mention names, so they know where to find you.
3: Okay. So I appreciate you guys. You guys were funny. Some entertainment for tonight. Um, (laughs) And I appreciate you, King, for inviting me on this um, interview as well and, you know, sharing whatever I could. All my social media handles is Tanisha Naylor. Uh, My website is TanishaNaylor.net. Email info at TanishaNaylor.net. And if you want to book an appointment with me, you can do so through um, Instagram. And it's F-R-E-E. That spells free f-r-e-e yes <laughs>
0: what, are you, what are you f-r-e-e you know what you, uh, eight? credit report. report.com
1: baby oh baby, i you thought know. you i thought that was from spongebob but the friendship song okay so Never mind.
0: uh y'all already know Never mind. bring another set of ears for
1: next week's show wait quick question do people ever say like just to fuck with you taisha taylor Taisha. people always say tanisha
3: taylor or they call me tasha which is really
1: that's crazy. Tasha. Yeah. That's Tasha. I, that. I don't know why. Really? I have no idea Tasha why people Tasha? just
3: say Tasha and then, or they say Tanisha Taylor.
1: <laughs> you got to throw them Tasha. bows a lot.
3: Bitch, what you call me?
1: <laughs> <laughs> nah, i fuck
3: it. Yeah. Like all the time. I think it's more so oh, like she, white she, people she. that say Tasha, but yeah.
1: White right, people? Oh, you got to come back on the show another day. Oh, that's another conversation. Oh, that's another conversation. Imagine, imagine if a white person called me shenanigans. You don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know me. Yo, all right, all right, I'm done. I'm done.
2: Oh,
0: okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That's the
2: way I'm going it. All right, I'm
0: done. All right,
2: next week I'll be there I'll, I'll be next week. I'll be back.
1: I'm funny. Uh,
0: okay. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Please tune in.
0: You already know. Bring another set of ears for next week's show. Mm-hmm. This is Royal Flex Brand's Introspective inside Talk Show. I am King Dev Dope. And this is Shanna Shenanigans.
3: Tanisha. <laughs> oh I love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you
0: for listening. Thank you for listening. Uh uh. Introspect. Uh uh. tiv inside. Hope you
1: come back next week. Come back next week.